right. Welcome, guys hey, and girls. And the ladies. Everybody to episode three. Um, we hope that you guys have gone back and listened to episode zero, one, and two. Um, man, so we are using this website, mm. just a little inside baseball for you guys. We're using this website to kind of help us put it out there on the Googles and the <laughs> it's Apples. It's doing all the hard work. It's all the hard work, really. We just sit here and record. We sit here and record. But what's cool is that we get like the analytics. Yeah. And we can actually see what city people are listening to the podcast. Absolutely. And it's been really cool. We got California. I saw California yesterday. Michigan. If you're a California person, what's up? Thanks New, for being here. New Jersey and New York. Stop it. Forget about it. Forget about it. We also <laughs> got, um, I think, Virginia, Mississippi, Louisiana, all, Texas, all our southern Dallas. Brothers. All of our southern, but California. That's crazy. So my goal is to get... We got to get one in each. That's ambitious. I was going to say like 95%. How dare you? If I can sell access to all 50 states, this podcast can get there. Do you think North and South Dakota? Do you think Alaska? Absolutely. Hawaii, even. Well, we, we got lovely. We have lovely, and then we have some good friends of ours that live in Hawaii that we went and visited. So that's not out of that's going to happen the realm. I, I mean, I could text them and say, "Hey, we just listen hey, to this real listen fast." Listen to this. You're a last state. Yeah, Go ahead you're and a last state. So we could probably get Hawaii pretty good, but um, it's just been cool. We've only had two episodes I plus like the it. intro, and it's been going off. So hey, and, and the only. Uh, marketing, quote unquote, that we've done is that we've posted on, on our Facebook own, on our own Facebook, on our own Facebook one time per episode <laughs> every Thursday morning. Just like, hey guys, let's hey to new it. episodes out, <laughs> hey episodes out. Uh, but um, yeah, I had a buddy. I was in the carpool line with a kid yesterday, nice. And a buddy of mine from back at home said, "I just found your podcast." What? And I was like, "Hey, what's up, dude? Thanks Enjoy. for listening." So Kevin Herring, you're listening. Thanks, buddy. That was what's a cool. K-H? That was a cool text to get. Um, with that right there. So episode three, we are still in the series. We have one more, yeah. right? Yep. So next week will be our... It's going to be the big finish. Will be our finish of the I Am series. Because I'm the true vine. That's one of my favorites. That's pretty awesome. I think we both like that. Yes. We've talked about that one. Yeah, I, I have taught and preached on that multiple times. Yeah, That's really cool, cool. Such a cool way for Jesus to like yeah. end this series. Yes, uh, really one of his last yeah, really conversations with the disciples. Like, it's like the last Devo with the teens before summer's over. Or like you're at camp and it's yeah. the last this Devo. This is your last night. It's yeah, that's serious. exactly yeah. what it is. Um, so we uh, are excited for that. We don't know what we're doing next. People we have some ideas. People that are Church of Christ are like, what's a Devo? What's a Devo? A devotional. <laughs> Not the band Devo. <laughs> yeah. Not the band Devo. A devotional around a campfire maybe. It's usually... Little, little intimate. It's super late. It's like yeah. midnight. You're sleepy. You're tired. You've been playing four square and dodgeball <laughs> and whatnots all day. And then it's super late. And this then, is like so culturally specific to us. Yes. And then as a youth minister, you're like, all right, let's bring the lights down. Let's go outside the campfire and have a Devo. Jesus does that very well um in that so we'll look forward to what we're doing uh in our next series we'll talk about that next week uh, but we're going to jump in to the other i am um statements of jesus found in john and we're going to be in john 10 again john 10 we kind of jumped around we last this week one last we week. skipped this one because this one is a it's a back, two-part. It's, it's a, a two-parter. It's a back-to-back. I am the gates. I am the good shepherd. Yeah. They go hand in hand. Yep. And so the way we're going to break this down, I'm going to talk a little bit about the gates. 
Chris is going to hit a little bit about the um, I am the good shepherd and they're both kind of together. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I got just a little bit to share there. So uh, if you're following along, if you happen to have your Bibles out, uh, we're going to be in 10, 10, 1. But again, like everything else, you got to look back at yes. nine and we have Jesus heals a man born blind. Yeah. Um, and so he heals this man. And again, the Pharisees can't handle it. Yeah. You know, one thing I thought was interesting about this, it, it specifically calls out that he was born blind. And it says in the text that nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. So I wonder, like, were people able to heal people that became blind? But this was like the next level of awesome. I just thought that was yeah, interesting. Yeah, it wasn't like they became like, oh, my contacts messed up. They didn't have contacts <laughs> back then. But um, yeah, like something had happened. Scratched my cornea. Yeah, and then just time healed it. But yeah. This was men were blind. And they were asking, well, his parents must have sinned. Right, that's what kicked this. off that whole thing. Yeah, That's what kicked off this whole deal. Because you know, back then they thought if you were born paralyzed or blind or something it had to have been because your parents sinned right and that was then brought on them punishment through you mm -hmm. being this way which mm -hmm. that's a bad rap yeah like, for sure that's a really bad rap like don't put the sins of my parents on me yeah, like no i'm doubt. a i'm own person right that's not fair that's not fair at all and they just can't handle this yes. and this guy is like I don't care what I I now can see. Yeah. You are God. You are the son of God. Like, and he is now his disciple. And the Pharisees, again, and nine just can't handle this. Cause now more people, again, you almost see this, almost like this swell, this wave mm -hmm. where the waters get pulled back and more and more people are like, Ooh, Jesus. Yeah. Like, Oh, there, there is something Something's happening. happening. Something's happening. We're about yeah. to see this big wave. And the Pharisees can't handle it. Yeah, the the more miracles he performs, the more uh, signs and testimonies to his power yes. that he shows, the less they're able to identify or uh, to uh, deny yes. his divinity, and that is making them increasingly, how should we say it, uncomfortable, angry, <laughs> getting pretty angry. Yeah, I so, like I like that last verse in nine, and you can just imagine them like spitting. They're so mad, their mouths are like frothing you were born entirely in sin and you're trying to teach us and then they threw him out and then they said nope get out of here then they throw him out um and so again jesus using what's around him using culturally what they know mm -hmm. um, he goes into 10 1 he says truly truly i say to you he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way that man that man is a thief and a robber but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. You're going to talk about that in a little bit. Yes. Uh, to him, the gate to him, to him, the gatekeeper opens the sheep, hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of the strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So verse 7, So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved 
and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So Amen. this idea that he says, I am the door now, mm-hmm. or I am the gate. Mm-hmm. And we kind of look at this and go, for, for us, I didn't, I didn't grow up on a farm. Mm-hmm. I know what a gate is. You grew up around farms. I <laughs> did. I, in Wilson County, Middle Tennessee, Tennessee. Middle Tennessee, we got some farms out there, yeah. right? Uh, our school was in the middle of a bunch of farms. Nice. But you had this gate deal, and Jesus, um, just to paint the picture, there was typically a brick uh, gate, mm-hmm. a brick stone, stone enclosure, probably four or five feet tall. It mm-hmm. wasn't super tall. It right. wasn't where you couldn't get over it. That's why he said if you, you come had in. so many stones. If you, come, you only had so many stones. If you come in a different way, because you could. Because a person could just hop over. Easily yeah. climb it, right? But there was one opening, mm-hmm. and there wouldn't really be a gate. For us, we think like you have this big thing on a hinge, yeah. this big wooden big door. Big wrought iron fence. Big wrought yeah. iron fence, and you can kind of. You know, a latch, a latch, and you put your deadbolt on it. You yeah. put your stuff, and like done. Well, they didn't have that, right? So the shepherd would typically sit in that gate. Mm. They would sleep and sit in that. So they would be they the are gate. the gate. <laughs> they would be at the opening, and so um, and like a lot of times, you would put multiple sheep, multiple um, different herds in one so mm-hmm. you put your herd in one sure, I'd, sure. I'd put yeah. mine and be like all right do you have this watch okay i'll take the first five hours and then i'll take the other yeah and the way that they would protect it is no other animal can get from the outside because the wall was a little too tall sure but he, but but they would lay there and sit there and sometimes sleep there uh-huh. and the sheep knew that's my way in that's my way out right and that's who is there protecting me mm. and so you kind of think of this idea of thinking about the kingdom of heaven yeah. of thinking about this ideal. And they're saying, if you try to go in a different way, mm-hmm. that's not in, in, in him talking to the Jewish people saying, you're trying all of these Jewish traditions to get in to the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. You are trying to get in here by jumping over, by going different ways. And there's one way to it. And it's me. Yeah. I'm the only way that you can get into this. And which is a tough thing to kind of handle. Of, well, no, we got to keep all these laws. We got to do all these things. And, and again, Jesus comes in to kind of tear down all of this. Right. And Jesus was Jewish. Yeah. He knew all this, but he's bringing in this new way of thinking and this new way of mm-hmm. it's through me, guys. Yeah. It, it, he's the fulfillment of all those laws. Yes. And all that scripture and all that prophecy. And they're missing it. They're missing it, but he, he's trying to put it in their terms. Yeah, like, look at this gate. Here's how you get in. So um, I have three practical things. We're not going to spend a lot of time uh, um, on this, but I got three practical deals that just kind of show us the role of Jesus in this. Mm. Uh, um, One of these, and again, like a good youth minister or preacher or whatever, they all start with P. I got all three, and they all start with P. Peach is getting preachery. Yeah, with the peas. Um, <laughs> well, the first one is this shows his presence as a shepherd mm. and, and at the gate. It shows like I am present here. Right. I am present with my sheep. I am present at the gate. Like you don't have to go anywhere else to find how to get here. It's yeah. like I am here 
with you. They, they, they always knew that he was there. Yeah. Agriculture today is really different than it was back then. And the relationship between the sheep and the shepherd was an intimate one. He basically lived with them. Yes. He smelled like them. He slept with them. Yeah. All these things. He walked with them. He fed them. Like they were there. Protected them. And so having this presence where the sheep knew where the shepherd was. Right. And knew that he was the gate and knew there. And then for us, do we know that? Right. Do we always get and know that Jesus is always with us? Mm -hmm. And I think in our busy lives, even in the crazy busyness of our lives and even in the non-busy times do we daily recognize the presence of God and Jesus and the spirit with us every single day Mm -hmm. that we have that access Mm -hmm. through him only Mm -hmm. and so like I mean I mean for me um and you know and really for all of us you know my prayer is is that we wake up daily knowing the presence of God is with me Mm -hmm always. Mm -hmm. And I know that he is there and it's not lost, um, that God is with us. So we see his presence literally laying and sitting in the gate. Also, we see his purpose, Mm. right? So, so his purpose there and what he says is the only way to get in is through me. Mm -hmm. So the purpose is the only way to get to the kingdom of heaven. The only way to get to the father is through Jesus and not trying to jump the gate and not trying to go in the back way. And for us, don't we kind of do that as well? Yeah. You know, you know, are we not trying to check the box off? You know, we had this talk yesterday and in a meeting we were in about is like church attendance. One of those things What is a faithful Christian. What, what is a faithful Christian? Well, I went to church on Sunday and Sunday night and I went on Wednesday and then we had a service thing and wow, look at my attendance card. Look how much, (laughs) Is that your way in? No. Uh, well, just look at my bank account. Look at my like, end of year statement that I get. Did, yeah. Look how much I gave to the church. Look sure. how much I helped out. No. Well, look how much of the Bible I read. Yeah. All these things are great. Like mm-hmm. the, all these things are great, but you can't just click. You can't just check off these certain things and say, now I get to heaven. The yeah. only way to get there and the only way to have that is your relationship with Jesus. Yeah, it's, uh, that's the uh, that's the picture we see here. Is that that's that is the point of of this section is that um, we want to uh, enter into this kingdom by a number of other ways, by our own will. Yeah. Um, but the only way is through relationship and through actually giving Jesus authority over your life. Well, and what's also is this purpose of seeing the purpose of the gate and the shepherd there, and you may go into this in your part, but one of the jobs of the shepherd was to examine the sheep mm. in and out. Yeah. So every time that they would come in, he would take a sheep, he would, he would go through and examine to make sure, is there any wounds? Did they get hurt? Mm-hmm. Are they this? And, and really examine every single one of them to let them in. And so one of his purpose for us is not only he is the way to heaven. He is the way to the kingdom. He is our way to God. But also his purpose is to examine us. Mm. Do we let him examine us mm. and go, oh, you're broken and hurt in this way. Let me help you. Yeah. Or do we just want to be like, no, 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 no. That's, that's way too personal, Jesus. Like, <laughs> I don't want you messing with my life. Yeah. Um, 
I don't want you messing with who I am. I think I got everything okay. I just want to give money. I want to go to church. I want to go on mission trips. I want to serve the way I can. Let me, you know, do some arts and crafts for VBS and let me do these things. But he's like, no, I want to examine who you are and help you become uh, the best you that God has created you to be. Mm. And I think that's part of his purpose as well. Yeah. And the final one is his provision, Mm. him there protecting Right, so he he is there to also, also there to protect us, um, which doesn't mean that following Jesus means that your life will be perfect. Mm. Giving your life to Him, saying I'm going to be on this path, doesn't mean, okay, well, if I give my life to Jesus, if I if I get baptized, if I say that I'm a Christian, then he's going to protect me in every single thing that I do, that mm. my life will be better, my finances, my family, my house, my job, whatever it may be, will be fine. That's part of protection, but that doesn't mean it's going to be perfect because mm. we live in a broken world. We live in a broken yeah. society and we are broken people and things are going to happen. But he's there to protect us and to give us what we need mm not what we want yeah. always, right? So it's yeah. not, hey. We saw I, that last week. We saw it last week, right? <laughs> so it's not just this, what I need, but he says, hey, I'm going to be there to protect you. Right. I'm going to be there for my purpose is to let you in and to provide for you and to take care of you and to be there. Yeah. And, and just there for the presence. Yeah, you know, one funny thing, you know, I don't want to make too big a deal out of this, but sheep are kind of stupid. <laughs> okay. And the sheep need a good shepherd to watch over them, to tell them which direction to go, to to watch out that they don't fall in a big hole. Yes. You know, just all these things. And the metaphor holds up with our relationship to Jesus. We we, we gotta have him because we cannot see. We're we're blind in our own sin until he reveals he is the light. Yes. And then lets us see, you know, what the path for our lives is. That's such a cool, like the way all these fit together is just beautiful. It's just awesome. Um, And so this idea of the gates, um, which really is in the bigger story, which would, you know, which what you're going to talk about is, yes, he's the gate, but he's also the bigger picture. He is the shepherd. Right. He is the good shepherd. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, So if you want to read on. Yeah. uh, So we finished in 10. Yep. So John 10, 10. So just just real quick, you know, as we've seen up to this point, and if you go back and you read the first nine chapters of John, uh, Jesus has performed these signs and healings and miracles that are kind of giving us this glimpse of his true identity, mm-hmm. one, but also the true nature of the kingdom of God, which they've missed and which they haven't been able to see. And what we saw in nine, you kind of did this setup, is this direct confrontation with the Pharisees, again, the religious elite yes. of his day, the religious establishment, and Jesus, and it's going to lead into this metaphor. So they're talking about vision and being able to see, and then he, and then he launches into this idea of, of being the gate for the sheep. We've covered that. Now I'm going to pick up in verse 11, and Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, since he is not the shepherd and doesn't own the sheep, leaves them and runs away when he sees a wolf coming. The wolf then snatches and scatters them. This happens because he's a hired hand and doesn't care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. I lay down my life for the sheep, but I have other sheep that are not from this sheep pen. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. 
there will be one flock, one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me, because I lay down my life so that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have the right to lay it down, and I have the right to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. So, awesome. Yeah. Ton of stuff to break down there. And let's immediately shoot over to Ezekiel 34. Yeah, that seems like the most logical <laughs> transition place to go to. So I think if you want to truly understand what's going on, what Jesus is talking about here, we got to shoot back to one of these Old Testament prophecies uh, from our old buddy Ezekiel. And what we see... Oh, in, Zeke. Oh, Zeke. I should have named one of my kids Zeke. Oh, that would been awesome. What we see in chapter 4 is, is that God, through the prophet Ezekiel, is going to make these accusations against the kings of Israel who served themselves at the expense of the people that God had raised them up to protect. And what metaphor does Ezekiel use to talk about this relationship between the kings and their people? He talks about the shepherd and the sheep. So that's how he, that's how he, he, he uses this metaphor. And so um, historically, uh, the monarchy in every period, like up until the exile, mm -hmm. had been corrupt. You've got a few uh, uh, exceptions to that rule, but most of the time these were kind of not great people, uh, and they misused um, their divinely given position yeah. to get rich <laughs> and to get comfortable while neglecting and abusing the people that God gave them to shepherd, Right? The orphan, the widow, the hurting, the oppressed. And he's going to specifically condemn these shepherds of Israel in verse 4 of chapter 34. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. Therefore, Yahweh was against them and intended to remove these shepherd-like wolves to restore his divine kingship and care for his people. So he's coming right at them. But here's the switch, and this is, what, this is what's going to take us back to okay. John 10. Starting in verse 11 of chapter 34, we see that Yahweh, God himself, is going to take his flock back. He's going to be the shepherd for the flock. Israel's kings had failed to shepherd the flock, but God himself would not fail in the same way. He says, I will seek the lost and I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up the injured and I will strengthen the weak and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will Ooh. feed them in justice. That's what a shepherd does. He, he protects the weak. Yeah. He finds the lost. So, from that verse, it's clear that God himself intends to be the shepherd, right? The good shepherd, the best shepherd, the that, great shepherd. That seems clear, yeah. right? But then we get this sort of seemingly confusing shift in verse 23. And I will set up over them one shepherd, my Ooh. servant David. So okay. God has indicated that he's going to be the one. But then he says, I'm going to set up them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd. So is, is Yahweh, is God going to shepherd this flock? Or, or is, is it going to be somebody from yeah. the line of David? 
The answer is yes. yes. <laughs> All the above. The answer is yes. The answer is both. Um, so Ezekiel here is, is in a long line of prophets who are binding together this idea of divine rule of God himself and this royal line of David. Well, and, and, and this would have been under the category of a messianic prophecy. Absolutely. Right. And so just to use that word, there was lots of prophets, there was lots of prophecies, and not all the prophecies were here's what's gonna happen. <laughs> Sometimes it was just here's what we're in and a yep. vision of what we're kinda in. But there were some prophecies um, that were directly related to the Messiah, to Jesus. Right. It said this will happen. You yep. will know that he is the Messiah because, because of this XYZ happens. Yep. And when we look at Again, Jesus would have known this. Yep. Jesus isn't talking out of place. And they would have too. And they would have too. He's not just especially this religious elite that he's talking. Yeah. So him to say, I am that good shepherd, Uh they would have been like, Oh, God said he was. Yep. What do you mean here? Yep. Right. So Ezekiel's telling us that this shepherd is gonna be a man from the royal line of David, and he's gonna be able to exercise the divine authority of Yahweh. Does that sound familiar? That sounds, <laughs> that sounds like the book of John so far with right. Jesus. So right. we've, in Jesus' birth story in, uh, in Matthew 1, mm-hmm. he's declared the son of David. Check. Check mark. And then in Mark 1, he's identified as the son of God. Check. And then Luke, who's got the best telling of Jesus' birth story, really kind of ties it all together. And he says he'll be great and will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. There you go. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his king and to his kingdom, there will be no end. This is so similar to the language in Ezekiel 34. And this is talking about Jesus. So there, Ezekiel 34. <laughs> now let's jump back to John 10. Okay. All right. So here we have Jesus. And he's claiming to be this fulfillment of prophecy. He's claiming to be this awaited, desired, longed-for shepherd king. And this isn't like, I think sometimes like in our our Christian culture, we sort of take some of these uh, scenes and kind of almost make like a character out of them. Like this isn't hipster, goat yoga, Jesus, <laughs> like carrying a lamb in his arms while yeah, strolling through the like hillside. on his shoulders, yeah. This is Jesus in this I am statement announcing that he is the Davidic Messiah, the promised shepherd king. This was a huge, huge deal. He's come to heal the sick, give sight to the blind, just did, yeah. rescue the lost, shelter the oppressed, and just like we talked about last week, feed his flock with his own body. Yeah. That's a shepherd. But he's also come with this divine authority, like Ezekiel talked about, to judge those who have neglected the flock. And they didn't like that. <laughs> no, because he's talking to them. Yeah. Right? Because he's talking to he is talking to those that are judging him, that are questioning him right there. Yep. And so yeah. and, and and so this is just another example of his challenging to uh, their expectations and his challenge to their power and authority. And, uh, you know, the frame here is the ongoing conflict with the Pharisees. And that's why they want to kill him. And that's why they're starting to make claims about his mental health. You know, they're talking about uh, at the end. Like verse 19. Yeah. He says, these, these, uh, many of them were saying he has a demon. He's crazy. Why do you listen to him? 
But then others said in 21, others said, these are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of a blind man? Like, yeah. so there's part of what I'm saying, yo, he's a little loony. <laughs> Listen to what he's talking about. He's the shepherd sheep. We know he's not that. And, yeah. the, and, and there's another group saying, he ain't crazy. Yeah. How can a crazy man with a demon heal this man and do all these things that we've just seen? Yep. Yeah, and it's becoming more difficult for the Pharisees to kind of put him in these little boxes. They're, they're trying to discredit him. They're trying to uh, make folks not believe him. But like, if you've seen somebody's eyes opened that, have, has, been, that have been blind from birth, birth yeah. you can't deny that. And there's one, one last little piece of this that, that I kind of wanted to, to land on. And it's this section where he says uh, in verse 16, but I have other sheep that are not from this sheep pen. I must bring them in also, and they will listen to my voice. Then there will be one flock, one shepherd. That's Jesus talking about you, <laughs> me and you. His call here is not just to the lost sheep of Israel, but to you. To everyone. To me. And why is that? He tells us why he's doing this, why he wants to come and lay down his life so that he can take it up again. It's so that there would be one flock and one shepherd. Jesus laid down his life so that this, this life in Christ can show a picture of unity to the world that it does not understand. It's union with Jesus and union with one another. It's reconciliation between God and man and between man and man. That's why Jesus came to lay down his life so that he could take it up again so that there would be one, one flock and one shepherd. And again, it was hard for them to hear that mm. of, well, no, we're doing the right way. Why should we follow you? And him saying, I, again, I am the way. I, I am the resurrection. I am the light. Mm. I, I am God in flesh with you mm -hmm. in here. I love in that verse 16, it says, I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also that they will listen to my voice. Mm -hmm. And for us, again, just trying to be very practical as we read the Bible, as mm -hmm. I read the Bible, and, and, you know, and we do different exercises on what word or phrase kind of jumps out at you as you read, and that idea of so that they may listen to my voice. Yeah. And for us, we may think that, hey, I got a church and I'm baptized and I'm a part of the flock and I'm done. There's this constant deal, which I, I, I love the analogy of a sheep and a shepherd because mm -hmm. the sheep, there's a lot of their shepherds around. Yeah. But they know that voice. Mm -hmm. They know their shepherd. And there's a lot of people in our lives that are fighting to be mm -hmm. our shepherd. That's right. And do we listen to the true good shepherd's voice daily? There's a lot of people trying to pull us. Do I go this way, mm -hmm. follow this, be this kind of person, that kind of person? Yeah. And Jesus is like, you follow my voice. Yeah. You follow me because I am the way. I'm the gate. Mm -hmm. I'm the good shepherd. I, through me is the way that you want to go. Yeah. No, I, I just personally, like this has been a part of my prayer life recently. Mm -hmm. It says... Um, the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will never follow a stranger. Instead, they will run away from him because they don't know the voice of a stranger. Like, how am I 
creating space in my life? How am I creating the type of relationship with Jesus that I can know his voice without question? Yeah. That when I hear a competing voice, I can run from it because I know it's not my shepherd. That's not from God. That's part of my prayer life right now is how, how can I hear your voice? I want to know your voice more than I know any other voice in my life. Well, and that's us, you know, having space and that's us having time yeah. and that's us doing a lot saying understanding to hear that and, and really thinking about you know to really tie in and I don't think they tied in this but to go back to nine of the blind man think about being blind and, and having to rely on the voice and mm -hmm. the people that you hear yeah. and the people that you trust and you're going to just follow those that you trust because you know their voice so well are we blind uh, um, enough where do we know God's voice mm -hmm. through the crowd noise mm -hmm. to know here's who I follow, here's where I go. Um, another aspect in this that, that I like, I love that we here at our church, um, there's many churches that have elders mm -hmm. that kind of have a board of people above. We have chosen in our church to call our elders shepherds. That's right. Um, they're not the good shepherd. They're not <laughs> the shepherd. But what I like is that our shepherds, they're not in charge of what paint color we paint mm -hmm. the new bathrooms or whatever it may be. Their job is to walk with the flock. Yeah. And to walk. Smell like the sheep. And to smell like the sheep. And yeah. I love that Jesus, I mean, if you lay as the gate and you are with the sheep, you're going to smell like the sheep. And, no doubt. And Jesus did that. Um, and I think that there's a part for us being as ministers. Totally. And for us being, you know, just Christians and working on discipling new people of we want them this is going to sound weird we want them to smell jesus through <laughs> us right that we are so yeah, close that to reflective him reflective light that, that we talked about that reflective yeah. smell right yeah. if you ever have been out in a field if you've ever done any farming growing up again there was farms all around us we had a girl named rachel that lived really close to us was in my grade and her parents would hire a bunch of us to come and clean their horse stables like that was every Every now and then, they'd be like, hey, you guys make some extra money? I'm like, sure. Well, we need you to come and clean the horse stables. And when I left there, I smelled <laughs> like a horse stable. Yeah. And you could smell it off of me. And this reflective, I know this is getting very, very around the circle, but for someone to see Christ, to know Christ, because I am close to them and they're close to me. And again, it's that reflective, mm. not, hey, you need to follow me, but follow close to me because I'm following close to him. Mm. Community, yeah. Realizing that he's the good shepherd. Yeah. Realizing that he's the one that is there. Mm -hmm. um, very, very rich text. Mm. And so we encourage you, go back, read um, 10, 1 through 19. Um, and just a really good exercise is, again, what is Jesus telling you in these? Yeah. What is he kind of calling you? Are there any action steps? As yeah. you read this, what jumps out at you going, Oh, that's that's what I needed to hear today. Yeah. Thank you. And you can read it in in two or three days. Yeah. And I bet there'll be something else that yeah. you kind of pick up. Man, if you hear nothing but that Jesus is your shepherd and he's with you yeah. and he's protecting you, that's a good thing to hear today. That's a great thing to hear today. And how do we attune our ears to hear the voice of the shepherd and follow mm. him through the crowd noise. That's right. That's what I finished with today. Well, thank you all for joining us. We'll be back next Thursday. I am the morning. way.
the truth, and the life, and, that's and one. I'm the true vine. And I'm the true vine. We're it's going to be an awesome finish. We're going to end on that um, with this first series. Uh, again, share this with your friends. Mm-hmm. Rate us. Give us, a f- I think, five stars is all you can do. But see if you can <laughs> type in and give us ten stars. I don't That'd know. That would be great. That would be great. Write um, something. Write a review. Write a review. Absolutely. I don't know. <laughs> if it's a good review, please do yeah. that. If it's bad, just you can just email me. Um, I'll take some criticism. Uh, so thank you, guys. We look forward to being back with you next week. Hope you have a good week. See you next time. See ya.